from Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. You are listening to Global Frequencies. Diverse province, diverse voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians, AMC, with funding from the Government of Canada and Government of Newfoundland and Labrador. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of Association for New Canadians Black Excellence in Newfoundland and Labrador podcast series. My name is Barb Walsh. Today, I'm very excited to have with us in the studio Yao from the 1949 Barbershop. Hello, Yao. Welcome. Thank you, Bob. So, you know, Yao, Black Excellence, our Black Excellence podcast features different individuals from the Black community who we have seen do excellent work, um, have come like from starting at a beginning, moving into the province and accelerated over time, and is a huge contributor to uh, the St. John's community. So tell me, Yao, what brought you to Newfoundland? I came in Newfoundland basically for education. I got admission into Memorial University back in 2016 for my master's degree. Oh, and, and what's, what did you do your master's in? Humanities. Humanities, philosophy, barbershop. Oh, I can't wait to hear the transition. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I get our questions a lot. 2016, January, uh, I moved from Toronto to Newfoundland to pursue my education. And How long were you in Toronto? I was in Toronto for close to three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what did, what was it like for you moving from a big city to a smaller populated place? You 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 first get a shock that is obvious, but um you know back in Ghana where I'm from, I I grew up in a big city and I lived in a big city, population of almost four million. So wow. it wasn't anything wow. close to Newfoundland, and Toronto was kind of okay because you see the diverse cultures and everything you need in Toronto. So Toronto wasn't um, as a big shop. But then when I moved from Toronto to Newfoundland, it was like a whole different level. Yes, yes. It was was hard in the beginning. So I kept questioning myself if I'm going to survive yet. But because (laughs) I came to school, I Uh had to finish school, of course. So that's why I kept telling myself I need to stay here for that period I have to be in school, finish and go. But that was it. So after you finished school, was your first instinct to find a job and, you know, doing something that you studied for your degree? No, not really. When I was in Toronto, I had um, a barbershop. Oh, that, you, in that, Toronto? That I was working there. So when I came, luckily I met my business partner, Gustavo. He knew about me back in Toronto, but we never met in person. Mm-hmm. So when he heard that I was coming to school here, he first reached out to me that when I come, I should just get hold of him. But when I got to town by then, he had traveled. He traveled back to Colombia at a time. So I was here for like a week or so before he came back. Mm-hmm. And then we met finally. And he said, um, do I want to just work with him? Because by then he had started um, in a new place, Mayor Avenue, Rabbit Town. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I just go here and let me at least see how my studies will go. If I have any room at all to work, then we will do something together. I started um, attending classes. I was a bit flexible, so I said, why not? So I just jumped on 
and he's been my best closest friend ever since I moved here. Wow. And I would say he's one of the reasons why I still stay because I didn't want to stay, honestly. Yeah, and, and we're all happy you did, or else we would not have you. <laughs> you know, cutting the black community here because you know the the being black in a Newfoundland and not having a black barber who understands black hair and how to cut would be would cause some people to even leave the island. So having you here has helped with the retention of the uh, black community. I know how. You know, people take like little, little things like that for granted, like food, haircut, like those basic things are what like identify people by their culture. So I knew how important it was. But when you're in Toronto, you don't see that because it's all over the place. It's everywhere common, yeah. it's everywhere like you know you can get a barber shop uh a block from now and then another two exactly. block you know so they're plentiful yeah. my barber shop i remember on um finch and maven around that place um scarborough inside, inside that plaza were four different barber shops so it's just common yeah. It is. I know that plaza too as no, well. Nice. Definitely. So um, at that time when you started with Gustavo, was it named 1949 Barbershop? No, actually when I came in, Gustavo took over from um, a guy called Promise. He started the whole thing like when he realized the, um, the black community in Newfoundland is growing. He came up with the whole idea by starting a barbershop, like predominantly blacks. And then, unfortunately for him, he he himself wasn't a barber. It was so difficult to manage a place like that when you're not a barber. So Gustavo worked for him. And then a few months into that, it wasn't like going the way that they thought it would. So he decided to give it up. Mm -hmm. Then Gustavo said, okay, I'll take it. So Gustavo took over from him. And then he, he, the place was almost like a hangout place for the boys to come around, have a chat. So until I came in, then he presented his vision and then asked if I am interested to come on board. Personally, I like people who are serious with like doing something new and trying to put in much effort to see it succeed. So I listened to Gustavo and I realized, yeah, this guy is like a good guy. I can actually go with him. Work with him. Yeah. So I, I, I just accepted it and I started going there. And like the first week when I went there, I started changing things around there. I told him, if you want me here, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Let's start this, that, that. And he was always supportive, very, like, understanding. So when you first started, the black community here in Newfoundland wasn't as, as large as it is oh, now. No, no, not at all. So who were, how long did it take for people to start knowing you were there, for people to start coming in and black community people coming, wow, I need a haircut? Yeah, actually, what happened was um, Gustavo is, like, kind of person who has so much connections and he's easygoing guy so almost every black person in the city would one way or the other have come in contact with Gustavo in some house somewhere. Okay. So it was easy from that front, but 
Gustavo is also an LPN. He works with Eastern Health. So he his time at the barbershop was limited. So I was the one who was almost always there. Full time. Yeah. So people started coming. And I remember there was one incident because, like, you know, barbershop, how it is. People are not comfortable if they don't know you. They're not ready to jump in your chair. So one time I cut one guy called Alex from Nigeria. And then after I did the cut, this guy just jumped on social media. Oh. Talking about, oh, man, it's this Baba that Gustavo has brought. You need to see this guy. And oh, wow. <laughs> I can just imagine. Yeah. And this guy, he was he was quite popular on social media. He, he was in like almost every party that it's organized by the black community and so so the word spread quite quick quick yes quick. yes and then you started getting yeah. extremely busy yeah, exactly. so like here you refer sometimes and i saw on the website you refer to the barbershop as united nations why is that there's a story behind that actually we had our first interview with um cbc they did an article for the shop at the rabbit town and we had a short radio discussion after the article. And one of the panelists on the show, when we went through like the different barbers that we have, and I, I remember around that time when they did the interview, the presence of different nationalities in the barbershop were like 12 different nationals. Wow. In that small space. Wow. At the time. <laughs> So when we were going through that, then he coined that term. Oh, then that's a United Nations barbershop. And that was so catchy. It, <laughs> even before I saw uh, on the, the website United Nations, I already thought United Nations because there's different barbers coming from different parts of the world. <laughs> and it was just an amazing yeah. way to connect it, oh, you know? Yeah. I thought if you hadn't gone for 1949 to start, you might go at yeah. that United Nations barbershop. <laughs> That would yes, have been amazing. Yes, that would have yes. been amazing. So when these young barbers come in, do they come in with previous experience or do you have to train them from start to finish? I would say I have both ways. Like I've had a couple of barbers who are still working there that came with zero experience. So you have to just train them from the scratch. And some barbers who come in with like prior experience, but in those circumstances, you kind of realize they are used to a certain texture of hair, whereas what we do here is different. We cut every hair. I love that. Yeah. So if you come, no matter what it is, we have to at least get you up to speed, just give you a little bit of training. And that's so mostly those who come with like an experience, it's easy to just get them going. Yeah. And then those who... I've trained from the scratch. It took a while, but I eventually. Think, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, yeah, so, they catch on yeah. and and they're they're able to, to um, just be cutting regularly. Mm -hmm. So you opened up a new uh, shop uh, this year, which we featured on our Black History yeah. in Village Mall. So now you have how many locations? Um, two currently. Okay, so yeah. can we expect in the future perhaps another location opening up? Or oh, definitely, definitely. It, it's actually. In the works, we we are still talking about the location now. Hopefully, in the Avalon Mall. Yes, that's that's where we are looking at now, and maybe Uganda. 
Yeah. I think that would be amazing because you're now in Village Mall. You have your regular uh, store that's, you know, located outside of it. And it would be just proper to be in the next mall, yeah. you yes. know, Avalon Mall. Yeah, we can, we can like, assiduously on that. <laughs> so let me ask you, if you had to give an advice to a person who, a newcomer to St. John's, who wanted to follow maybe, if not a barbershop, some other career on their own, uh, for their own business as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give? Actually, what I would say is, you know, um, Newfoundland in particular, what I've noticed from my line of work, it's um, tons of opportunities around. Um, if you come fresh, it's hard to navigate your way through all that. But thankfully, Association for New Canadian is a vibrant like association that has tons of like expertise that you may need if you want to do something for yourself. Yes, I've attended a couple of conferences and um, seminars where like young entrepreneurs who are trying to break into the market and get something on the go. And I keep telling them just sort for any advice from these bodies and at the association for new canadians we have like so many different departments um and so many assistants whether we assist you yourself or we point you into the right direction exactly. of where to go you know and that's exactly. why that's why we're here so now let me just ask you so the future looks like we're going to be having some more 1949 barbershops which is amazing now personally for you is your future in Newfoundland, you plan to stay here for the long hauls, considering you now have two businesses here? Oh. Or the future is the future. We don't know what tomorrow holds. My 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 stay here is not like tied to my business. That one, Very true. I wouldn't say that. Very true. But I know I will stay here because I found myself the most beautiful lady. Aww, so my wife yes. is from here. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. And and when that comes in the picture, it's hard to say you're not staying, right? Uh, it is. It, it, although you can pick up the wife and children and family and move them somewhere else, but I love that. You always come back. Yes. <laughs> I should know that because of my husband. Yes. So, and he, and we are back here because of my husband. So I think, I think. I've seen a trend uh, when yeah. people leave Newfoundland when they're when they're younger, yeah, yeah. but somehow when, as their age is coming up, they yeah. find their way back. You yeah. know, they definitely find their way. Back. <laughs> so, if people want to um, uh, know where to get uh, information on your your business, your social media, where do they go to find this? Um, um, we have a website, um, 1949barbershop.com, and. Um, we have our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and... All under 1949 Barbershops? Under 1949 Barbershops. And then um, our locations, like I said, um, 430 Top Sale Road in the Village Mall. Village Shopping In the Village, yep. yeah. And then um, Tobe Road Mall, just where the Shoppers Drag Mart is, 141 Tobe Road. Okay, 141 Torbay Road. Yeah. Okay, everybody, you hear that. So if you want to get out and get yourself a smashing, wonderful haircut, you know where to go. 1949 Barbershop. Now, uh, Yao, I have a challenge for you. So uh, there's people who are starting to do artwork in hair, like people's faces, yeah. a face and stuff. Do you feel that you can do something like that? I I, I do basic designs mm -hmm. but not like 
a full art once, like mm-hmm. you are describing. Yeah. And personally, I, I don't think I'll go there, but I know I might have a barber who... Who can do that. So I would love the challenge uh, to do this, whether it be you or another barber, and we would come in and we would uh, live stream that um, just for the challenge. And I and I love stuff like that. So so I'm looking forward to that the next month or so we will be coming in to record that we want to do the entire thing. So I'm down. down. All right. I I accept that challenge. Yes, everybody. So you heard (laughs) that. Um, That wraps up. Thank you again, Yao, for being here with us today in the studio. Before you go. Yes. Uh, you know, we we won the um, Platinum Award from uh, Newfoundland Vote, Newfoundland Community Votes. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we, we we actually won it twice. 2021, we won the Best Barbershop. Whoa. And, and 2022, we won it again. Whoa. Okay. So that's a big applause for me. Um, and for the listeners out there, you heard that they won it two years in a row. Who would not want to go to this barbershop? Okay. (laughs) So that must mean not just your haircut. That must mean the atmosphere at your barbershop is such a lovable atmosphere. Um, you know, and I do remember, uh, back home, um, for our barbershops, for the black community, it was more of a hangout. You know, people have their lunch, people talk, people socialize. Uh, It's a whole culture around that. Like a microcosm of a community on its own. Like when you get there, like people just come in and when you, you, you ask them where they are from and they tell you, oh, I'm from this country. And you ask them, have you met anybody coming from your country? Say no. And right there, we can create that connection because wow. we have like everybody coming through. That's amazing. That's amazing. One last question. Are there any female barber shops? female barbers uh, oh, or yeah. uh, female hairdressers in your salon? Yeah, I have two. Um, actually, I have three. One is the front desk um, assistant, and I have one full barber um, by the name Hannah. She's from Newfoundland, so she's a Love it. Barber. And then I have Chanel, who does um, braiding and locks. Wow. Yeah, she's from um, Bahamas. Nice. Yeah. So I have I have a couple of females. Wow, I love that. So you all know I had to ask that question about the females because females can be barbers oh, too, yeah. right? So anyways, we're going to wrap up this episode. I want to thank Yao for coming out in the studio and hanging out with us today. It's my pleasure. 1949 Barbershop, everybody. That wraps up this episode. Uh, if you have any information or if you'd like to be featured on our Black Excellent podcast here at the Association for New Canadians, just drop me a line at B. Walsh at ancnl.ca. Um, that's it for the show, everybody. My name is Barb Walsh, and I'm out until next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Global Frequencies, diverse province, diverse voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians, ANC, with funding from the Government of Canada and Government of Newfoundland and Labrador. The Association for New Canadians, ANC, is an organization that has helped refugees and immigrants to Newfoundland and Labrador for more than 40 years. The ANC delivers programs and services that support all aspects of newcomer integration, ranging from settlement information and orientation to language learning, skills development, and employment. 
If you are a newcomer in Newfoundland and Labrador and need our help, contact us, ancnl.ca. See you next time.